how you can get to know the family office, the untold relationship between butlers and EP. Welcome to The Circuit Magazine, the number one source of information on protection matters, the industry-leading magazine for all security professionals who want to stay ahead of the game. The family office and its connection to executive protection. Today, we are going to be talking to Simeon Rosset, founder of the Rosset Butler School, about that convergence and working together to see what we can do to show a synergy and shine a light on this family office area, which is always really, really attractive to the EP profession. Uh, John, what are you looking forward to today? Well, I think this is just brilliant. The topic, the theme of this podcast is amazing. It's thinking between the lines. It's easy to fill the podcast with a whole bunch of guys and girls who do similar jobs working in executive protection. And there's a lot that we can take away from that. I'm not knocking that. That's amazing. But to bring on somebody who we work alongside very closely in our roles, who can give us a perspective that we won't see but could be hugely beneficial in the way we go about our job and the success we have. This is invaluable. And, and why do you think the EP community are really interested in the family office? Is it that they don't know how to get into it? Well, I don't know that they are really interested in the family office. And I think that's one of the things that makes this such a great podcast. Speaking from my own experience, I was well into the job before I learned how important the family office was. And to be more specific, how important the position of the butler is and our relationship with those people in the family office. It wasn't immediately apparent. It's not necessarily something that's taught on your close protection course. And there's not many people who are going to think to stop and share this information with you. It's learning on the job. So if you're listening to this podcast and you are yet to work in this environment, this will serve you. This will arm you. This is great information. I love it. And, and it complements our other podcast with Kate Bright in, in so far as Kate made that transition from PA to EP. And Simeon is uh, someone who has been a butler since 18 and he's worked in many, many high profile environments. And, and I'm hoping that we're going to get some nuggets to enable joint working, but also to shine a light on the fact that this is a viable career path, but you have to treat it differently from a corporate career path. What are your experiences there? Because I know you also have been on both sides of the fence. Yeah, working with the family office is a whole set of unique challenges. And like I said, the success that you have in working with your principal will largely be determined on the relationships that you can foster with the family office. It's not just the relationship, but it's what that unlocks. You're going to be privy to so much more information and it's going to come to you more timely and in a more useful manner than if you didn't have that relationship. The worst case scenario is that you don't get these people on side, but more than that, you actually upset them in the process and then they start actively working against you. And that's only going to spell failure for one person. Love it. Well, let's hear from Simeon Rosset, founder of the Rosset Butler School, 
and that all-important relationship between butlers and EP. And now, let's meet one of the contributors to The Circuit magazine. We are tremendously pleased to be welcomed by Simeon Rosset, founder of the Rosset Butler School. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the role of the family office, the royal court, and the butler profession and security. Those two topics seem to be going hand in hand more and more. So my three quick fire questions to you. Well, what mm. is your biggest gripe with the industry as it stands so what challenge do you think most needs solving well that's a really good question because i think the first thing is it's just there's so many misunderstandings there's just so much that people don't understand and to a certain extent we bring this on ourselves because we are secretive you know it's always loose lips sink ships that's always what we're talking about we try not to communicate anything with the general public but I think there's some things we do need to communicate to make sure that the right perceptions are being seen. Because I think we're seen as an elitist industry just because we look after the elite. But that's not necessarily the case. It is an industry and it's one that we're all together and working hard in. I like it. And, and, and lots of parallels to EP. So where does your enthusiasm for the world of butlering actually come from? It's, it's a deep-seated passion for me. It's the career that I've been doing since I was 18 years old. I absolutely love it. I've, I'm now running a butler school, so I'm now training the, the next generation of butlers. And each time I'm seeing these new people coming up and getting great jobs and being really successful that just buoys me up every single time because I'm just really proud to have been a part of, of the industry and a part of their development that's very exciting to me and then what about the people not yet initiated in your world what would you like the outsiders to better understand well, I think that there's a lot of misconceptions. People see the ultra-rich as maybe being this group that are not nice people. And I think I see that a lot. And it's, it's really perpetuated by the press. They talk about these super wealthy people. And obviously some of them do do some things just like any group of people do. But I think that we need to show that these people that we work with and we work for a good, decent people. And that's what I really want to play forward. And I really want to show this as a nice, inclusive industry for everyone. I really do. Simeon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, really interested to know a little bit more about your background and your appetite in working with and collaborating with people in the executive protection space. Yeah, absolutely. So I started as a butler when I, I started as a footman, which is people might not even know that term, but a footman's like a very junior butler. They're basically the one who has to carry around all the stuff and get sort of shouted at by the more senior members of staff. So I started as that very young, sort of 18 years old, and I worked my way up. I started as an apprenticeship post and I worked my way up to be head butler and I moved around the industry. I worked for a lot of very important people. And eventually I was working for one of the most influential business people in the world. 
managing multiple properties, looking after teams of staff, part of the family office. And it just, that's it. You develop within the role. And then I left that because I'd had such a wonderful career that I wanted to share that with others. So I set up the Butler School and the Butler School is there training the next generation of butlers, house managers and household staff. So that's me up to now. Awesome. I mean, I've always found butlers similar to a CPO in many respects. I spent many a night during my career in the security industry sitting with the butlers at the end of a night. We always seem to be the last two people who go to bed. 100%. You have to wait till the principal's got to bed. You're still on duty. I'm still on duty. And it's great harness on the relationship between the executive protection, bodyguard, security officer, and the butler. Not, not a lot of people may know that, how close these two professions are to create a successful operation. 100%. And, and we have to be close, don't we? Because... It doesn't work if we're not communicating. It doesn't work if we're not getting on. And and I'm really with you here because that's how it should be. You know, it should be you and I having a well-deserved cup of tea at four in the morning. You know, you come down, you've been outside in the rain or whatever, and I've got a brew on and we're getting on and we're sharing information. And you're saying, by the way, when you're out and about with the principal tomorrow, can you just keep an eye out for this and that? Or let me know when you're doing this. And, and that's how it should be. We need to communicate. But sometimes, and this is something actually, maybe I should have said this is my gripe, because this is sometimes that you have the two groups. You have the, the sort of household team with the butlers, and then you have the security team. And sometimes they don't get on like that. And sometimes they think that they have to be really separate from each other. And I think they're both losing out because of that. I want to see true integration between them. Apart, you're good, but together you're better. You can just do so much more, can't you? Yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like going back to your comment you made during your intro, you said loose lips sink ships. I, I agree with that. However, the relationship between the butler and the CPO is key. And I don't think there's any place for holding back of information. You, you know, the knowledge is power attitude. It doesn't serve anyone. There's confidentiality and there's also working for the principal and serving his best interests. Then two need to work in unison for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Simeon, can I then ask, obviously, we've had some changes these last 12 months and people have been traveling or people have not been traveling in the same way. Could you tell us more about the types of risks maybe butlers within the family office or royal court have been facing? And are these risks more pressing, less pressing over the last 12 months? What, what, what's been going on? It's not so much whether they're more or less pressing. I think it's just that they've changed and they've changed very quickly so people are finding it difficult to adapt with what we're looking at now. There's so much new, especially when we're looking at online stuff. And I, I speak about this a lot, but it's, it's, it's true. We're, we're moving to so much online everything, our calendars, our meetings, our podcasts, everything we're doing. Our communication is via WhatsApp. So it's not even the old fashioned phone line. It's via an online medium and that is leaving us open to a lot of things because of our art and I include myself in this a lack of understanding of it because it's moving so fast it's difficult to adapt so maybe we're moving a bit more away from a physical threat because less travel less face time with members of the public it's easy to secure a building etc but 
there's a lot of cyber threat out there. And I think that has grown. Well, do you think, just as we talk about cyber physical convergence in the security realm, have you seen a convergence with your counterparts in wealth management, investment, or all sorts of other aspects of the royal court and this adoption of cyber? Is that what's catalyzing convergence in your world? The thing is, it has been such a year of flux. People have been making a lot of money. People have been losing a lot of money. There's been a lot of stress. There's been a lot of possible dangers that due to other stress and other things going on that can easily get overlooked. When we're looking at the family office, it could be any size and it could have almost any role. This is why people don't understand it, because sometimes you're in it and you don't actually understand what it is. People have different titles in every different house. And you've got your financial side, you've got your household staff, you've got your EA and your PA and your executive protection and all of this. And they're trying to communicate and they're trying to move with the times. We're making all these big decisions on how to stay ahead and how to financially keep safe and all these things. And all of that together means a lot of pivoting and a lot of changing within a very compressed time. So, Samuel, what advice do you have for those working within the executive protection industry who are working with high net worths? How, how can they collaborate better with you guys and the other cogs in the wheel, the other team members? Well, first thing is, just like you said, it starts with that cup of tea. It really does. And it's, it's an attitude thing. If they go in with the attitude that it's them and us, it doesn't work because it's not a them and us. And it's also not a them and us with the principles, because that's something that people seem to think that the principles are people and we are looking after them. We are people looking after people. And that's how we need to think about them. And they're not a commodity. They're not a faceless corporate thing. They are a person. So we think we need to think this is all levels of personality. We've got our principles, we've got the butlers, we've got the household staff, we've got the the house managers, and we've got our executive protection team. And we need to communicate before we can get on because we need to sit down together. We need to have that cup of tea. So please, if you're coming in as an executive protection team into a private house and you'll see the butler stuff, you might think, oh, they're a load of snooty whatevers. I don't really want to go and talk to them. And the butlers, they might be a bit of a click and they might be not including you to begin with and the problem is what happens there is that gets wider as a gulf if when they join if the butlers aren't welcoming them and the executive protection aren't trying to sort of say hello it just they never ever click together so it's just a matter of really having that cup of tea together getting an understanding and telling each other that you know, this sounds sound like a self-help group now, but telling each other that you're valued. It might sound funny, but if you are in executive protection, you come up to the butlers and you say, do you know what? I really value your input on this. You know the principle better than anyone in the world, because that's probably true. So we really value you giving us a bit of advice. You'd be amazed how quickly you will get them on side. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It's all about mutual respect and treating each team member with that respect. You know, your job's important. So is mine. So is it each housekeeper, cleaner, the chauffeur, whoever it may be. 
we all have a piece to play in that jigsaw. So you, you have to collaborate and work as one. Yeah, 100%. Simeon, I, I know you know uh, Kate Bright. We had you both on a panel back in uh, December. And, and Kate, we also had on the, on the podcast, she said, you, you, you know one family office, you know one family office. So with that, are there any takeaways that you could give our audience of predominantly EP and corporate security community beyond one family office, you know one family office? Because surely there's got to be something uh, bespoke, maybe some advice compared to working in a corporate environment to working in a you know, private family household, there must be something we can help them with. She is 100% right. That's the thing. She is right. Is there a format we can look at and we think to ourselves, right, that is how we work in a family office. And to a certain extent, there is. Because I tell you what's the big difference between a family office and a corporate environment is you're all working together for one thing. You do have one common goal and you can capitalize that because the principal's family, the principal's investments, that's one common goal. Whereas when you're looking at corporate, if you're head of marketing, you're just looking at marketing. If you're head of this, you're just looking at that, et cetera, et cetera. But family office they're looking for the principle. So the more you understand about the principle, the more you understand the family office. If you think about what you've got within the family office, you've got the executive assistant, you've got the the financial controller, you've got the accountant, you've, you've got investors. They're all trying to improve the life, basically, of either one person or a group of people, one family. So the more you can understand that and you can fit in as to being a part of that, then you are going to be able to slot in as a cog in that family office much easier. If you think of yourself as being, oh, well, I'm just here to look after their safety. I don't really need to fit into that. I mean, I can understand where you're coming from, but you actually do need to fit into that because you need to work together because you need to understand the other roles and you can use that to predict the movements of the principal and all these kind of things. These people that are looking after them, they know everything about them. So it can also make the executive protection job a lot easier. Does that make any more sense to you about the family office? What do you think? Yeah, no, it does. And so some of the things you said at the end there, you were talking about how, when you work with that principal, you know him, you know his nuances. You can almost predict the next day he's going to be up at nine o'clock. He's going to read his paper. He's going to then go for a swim, whatever it may be. And I'm quite interested to find out what you've now gone into training after doing X amount of years as a butler. Because when you're carrying out your training course or when you're on a training course, you're learning the job. You learn a bit about the role. But you don't actually learn your role, do you, until you carry it out and you've had several different placements with different principles and different environments and then you really learn your job. Um, just interested how you pass on them little tidbits of knowledge to the guys and girls that you have coming through. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I do. What I always say to them, what I'm doing is I'm giving them the tools and I'm telling them how to use those tools. So if I was training a mechanic, I might give them a lovely snap-on tool set, okay? And I might say, right, this is a torque wrench, this is that, and that's how they work. And that's what I'm doing. But then they've got to work their way up to being a mechanic on an F1 car. They've got to work their way up to that. But you can't do that if you don't know how to use the tools in the first place. So that's what I'm teaching them. I'm telling them how to adapt to situations. And a lot of what we do 
uh, without giving away all my secrets. But a lot of what we do within our training courses is I give them seemingly impossible scenarios and they have to fix them and they have to work within those scenarios. It's not just my Butler school. It's not loads of people lined up in white gloves, just showing you all how to champagne over and over again. And obviously we do do that, but I want them to use their minds. I want them to understand how billionaires in the 21st century actually think and live because if they want to be top house managers and butlers if they think they're going to be someone from the 18th century that's not going to work they need to know how to problem solve how to project manage if someone's got their lamborghini in moscow and they want it delivered to london a week later they need to be able to work that out and they need to be able to make that happen and they need to be able to do it with including all the insurances, all the other things. They need to be a three-dimensional thinker. So that's me giving them the tools that when their principal says to them, whatever it be, whatever really difficult task they give them, they're like, okay, I know I need to analytically think of this. I know I need to pull in my information. I need to put it in the right order and I need to make it happen. And that's the tools right there. So it's not easy, but... That's how it works. Yeah, once you've delivered them tools, they have to go off to their profession, they carry out their role, and they have to grow on them. Because if you are so rigid with them tools, it's like on a bodyguard training school, you may be told, you do not carry the principal's bag. You do not do this. There are times the lady's getting out of the car, you're within the estate, you have to sometimes carry that bag. You, you have to adapt, be fluid with the situation. As you said, you can give people the tools, then once they're there, they're bedded in with that principal, they then mold to their environment. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. And that's another one of the real similarities between the security team and between the, the butler team. It's all about being able to adapt to a scenario. You can't train people to be totally rigid because, like I said earlier, you're dealing with human beings and they don't react in the same way every day. Like you say, you might have the SOPs in place that under no circumstances do you, like you say, you carry the principal's bag okay there's a good reason for it understood but if the principal literally just shoves the bag in your hand you're not just gonna put it on the floor and say no i don't carry that are you because that's not how it works no for sure and i think like executive protection agents like a butler it's not just the services that you see that the principal benefits from it's all the add-ons services that they don't see that aren't written down in a butler book or a bodyguard book you have to adapt and learn. And there's different roles you'll carry out for that family that maybe aren't part of your remit, but because you're so close working with them, your role can grow arms and legs if allowed to happen. Yeah, 100%. I was saying with you've seen one family office, you've seen one family office. You've seen one day as a butler. You've seen one day as a butler. Every day is different. The demands are always changing. The lifestyles are changing. And even if you take a, for example, you might take a role with a young single gentleman and you might be his butler or the same you might be his executive protection he finds a girl he gets married they have a child the, the dynamic has totally changed it's the same job but it's a completely different job there's actually almost no similarity between what happens but you're still looking after them and you're still having to adapt to that role I love it. Well, this is great to shine a light and hopefully demystify a lot of the myths and, and, and misunderstandings. And it, I've had a great time listening to Sean and your experiences here. This is, this is really great stuff. And 
we, we love this for the circuit magazine because we're trying to bring the pages alive. Of course, we've got lots of stories within it on both the corporate and family office side. So Simeon and of course, Sean, thank you ever so much. This is a great episode and uh, we look forward to welcoming you again soon. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you very much. One butler, you know one butler, you know one family office, you know one family office. Lots of lessons to take away besides that, of course, having a cup of tea at four in the morning. John, what did you take away from today's session? It was great to listen to that. Brought back lots of memories. There's so much that you might not realize that you don't learn on your CP course. And it's only experience of being in the job. But if you've had the opportunity to listen to that interview, and particularly you've heard Sean and Simeon speak about their experiences, there's a lot you can take away from that. And for me, I could really relate to those long evenings waiting for the principal to go to bed. You and the butler are there. And that is the perfect opportunity to start building that relationship. Love it. What about you, Sean? You have great experience in that area too. Do you think there's enough collaboration between the two sides? It doesn't seem to be any training schools that pit both of them together. No. But on the job, like was explained you get in there you've got to have the mutual respect for each position and the first butler i met you don't know who the butler is his role his position but you do have that preconceived perception of the butler as the guy who just pours the drinks and it definitely wasn't that he was the most important person to that principle any information you needed came from the butler through the butler they pretty much coordinated all of the movements he was with the principal when he got up when he went to sleep during the day, he was getting their clothes ready, controlling the chefs, security's cars. They have a huge remit. Some family officers or families may just have a butler that does them duties, but for the bigger principals, you'll find the butler is very important and has a huge role in remit. Right, and you won't know this. Nobody will stop to explain how important the butler is. There's just not time and it's not something you're going to think to do. If it's a bad day for the principal, he's probably taken a lot of flack. And you're looking at this guy and maybe you're thinking, you know, this poor sucker here running backwards and forwards. But as Sean said, these people are held in high esteem. And for me, I remember my first experience and I'm like, hang on a minute. This person seems to have some importance, some gravitas. And it quickly became apparent to me just how important they are and what a cog in the wheel they are. But also how much information of value that they hold to us in our positions as the protection. Yeah, and there's many times, as John said, you'll see a butler walking around after a long, long night, long day. They look very tired, bags under their eyes during these holiday seasons. And let me tell you, it's not just a cup of tea that's drunk at four o'clock in the morning. I think there's a little bit of wine there as well. Yeah, we didn't get Simeon to confirm or deny that. <laughs> No, but he's a very authentic person and, and I, I really enjoy his appetite to actually come on such a podcast to talk about security because it is not wholly speaking his world, yet more things are becoming everyone's job in terms of security. He mentioned cyber, he mentioned technology. Just the other week, we, we looked at the technical EPO of tomorrow. So I think it's infecting everybody, the need to handle technology. Well, aside from today's wonderful podcast, thank you very much, Simeon and Rosette Butler School. I have a, a few announcements coming up, which I'd love people to, to take note of. On the 21st of April, we are going to be 
looking at how physical security specialists can look after digital assets. And, and by digital assets, no, I'm not especially talking about crypto. I'm talking about digital identities, digital keys. Maybe, yes, digital artworks, NFTs, and crypto, but the real-world examples are really, really evolving. And how the physical security specialist is going to look after those tech threats I think it's going to be a really key topic. Aside from that, for the magazine, what's going on in that world, John? We're always on the lookout for new contributors. The magazine is so feature-rich because of the diversity of the people who contribute to the magazine. And we have our hardcore, but we like to keep things fresh. We're always looking to hear from new people. So if you're out there and you feel like sharing some of your experiences with us, then get in touch. It's easy to do. You can drop us an email directly through the Circuit website or just drop any one of us an email here at the Circuit team. Perfect. Uh, Sean, what's going on? Thank you for listening. Please remember to like, share and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to make comments because if you comment on something, it creates a community. We can see that you're engaging and we know what to give you more of, what to give you less of. From John Sean, the Sega Magazine team, and of course, today's guest, Simeon Rosset. Thank you very much. We're looking forward to bringing the pages of the Circuit Magazine to life once again. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.